Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast, and it's primarily about music and creative culture in London. And of course, as I love to do, this is the part where I announce the shows I have coming up. I've got two in September. The first is Tuesday, 17th of September, at Road Trip and the Workshop. It is Saddest Night Out Live number four. There'll be music from myself, loads of Japanese bands, as well as Lou and Chris Gabriel. That's Tuesday, 17th of September at Road Trip and the Workshop. And the next show after that is Sunday, 22nd of September at Paper Dress Vintage. That will be music in support of the album release by Its Own Animal. They've got a new album out called Ammonite. And at that show, you'll hear music from myself, loads of Japanese bands, as well as... Let's try that again, shall we? You'll hear music from myself, loads of Japanese bands, as well as Juliet and Nanette, Delilah Black, and of course, Its Own Animal. Both of those events are available on my Facebook facebook.com forward slash saddest night out. They are both free entry and you will be my bestest friend if you can make it to either of them, but you'll be my bestest friend ever if you can come to both. Right, that's the self-promotion out of the way. On to today's guest. I am speaking to one Tony Wise guy. He is a comedian from the US who I first met at my open mic on the Sunday just gone at the plow. And this conversation was actually recorded on Monday. So I met him Sunday, the 1st of September. We recorded this conversation on Monday, the 2nd of September. But he asked for a day before I put it online. So this is the long-awaited episode with Tony Wiseguy outside of Banbao Brothers. He tells us why he's come to London from the US and all about his unique strand of comedy. I'll let him explain further. This is me talking to Tony Wiseguy. Enjoy this chat and I'll catch up with you more afterwards. I am still outside the Banbao Brothers restaurants Monday night. It's a little bit calm around us and I'm here with someone I met for the first time a little over 24 hours ago at my open mic at the Plough yesterday and he's second night in a row at one of our open mics so I had to get him on the podcast. Will you kindly introduce yourself to the listeners? I am Tony Wiseguy, the Clown Prince of Rhyme. Was it the Clown Prince of Rhyme? (laughs) When were you decreed the Clown Prince of Rhyme? When did Tony Wiseguy arrive? The minute I was born. You just knew? I just knew, instinctively. I was, gonna, I was born to make people laugh. I just, I just had that feeling. Do you remember the first time you actually made people laugh? Yeah, I, I started doing stand-up comedy uh, back when I uh, was in New Jersey. Uh-huh. And uh, things kind of progressed from there. I, I wrote a song parody, and, this, and it turned out pretty good. And I said, uh, you know, let me, let me see if I can do another one. And I, I've written 200 since then. Two, so how long has this been? Uh, well, this goes back to 2006. Oh. Yeah, so I've been at it for quite a while. And was there a particular eureka moment that led to you doing stand-up comedy in the first place? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if there was a eureka moment. Uh, there wasn't a, like a decision made that, you know what, I'm going to do stand-up comedy. It was just a gradual decision. I don't remember how it all happened, honestly. <laughs> I don't know how it Do you remember life before doing stand-up? Was it all just a blur? And you... <laughs> yeah, I did many years of telemarketing work, and I learned to hate it. And I, I realized a long time ago that uh, for me to be stuck in an office doing a 9-to-5 job, it, it would mean I have even less hair than I have now. So, yeah. 
which I don't have much hair now, so that's not a lot of hair. So we yeah. took so we took to the stage first in comedy. Yeah. Then you made a song parody. Right. And thought I have a knack for this. Right. I have a knack for this, and then I I, I kept writing them, and and I, I came up with more more funny stuff, and and that's what I do. I I I get on stage and I I sing song parodies and I make people laugh. So talk me through the process of writing a song parody. What comes first, the subject, or do you find a song and think, hmm, I could twist this song? Well, you know, a lot of times I'll just be walking through the supermarket and I'll hear a song and I'll say, it'll come to me. It's, it's uh, an idea will just just come to me. Like uh, I heard one day I was in the supermarket and I heard uh, Benny and the Jets by Elton John, mm-hmm. and I came up with Britney and the kids, Britney and the kids. <laughs> yeah. And so once you have that spark of inspiration, right. how long does it tend to take to finish the rest of it? Um, it could take anywhere from uh, a day to uh, two weeks. I mean, I, I just go right at it. I just sit down. I do a little research. I go on the internet. I do some research um, to, to kind of flesh out, to, you know, to get some material for the parody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some of them I can write without research, but uh, a lot of times I'll go on the internet and I'll get some research. And then uh, I come up with the chorus first and I work around that. Okay. And it's never been fun for me to just sit down and write original material. I've always wanted to write song parodies. It's always been more fun for me to take someone else's song, like like Queen, another one bites the dust. I turn that into another nun turns to lust. So goodness me, yeah, such blue topics. <laughs> I tell you, yeah, no one's heard that one here yet. No one's heard <laughs> okay. that one here yet. So yeah, do, where do you do you have them all saved somewhere? Is there a, a library I, of these songs? Uh, I I've got them all written. I've copyrighted most of them. I have them. Uh, I have them on paper. I don't have them on a on the internet, but I I have them on a, on a song parody website. It's just, yeah, it's called amiright.com. All my song parodies are on amiright.com. Is that am I right as in not left right? Am I R-I-G-H-T? R-I-G-H-T, yeah. And all, all 200 songs are available no, to listen to? No, I haven't, I haven't posted all 200. I'd say, how many are up there? Oh, about 200 are up there. <laughs> okay. About exactly two, 203 song parodies are up there. That's very yeah. impressive. So New Jersey, is that home for you? That's, that's where I was born and raised. And I, I moved to Los Angeles and I lived there for 10 years. And uh, all of a sudden, I wasn't so funny anymore. So, <laughs> I don't know. but no, Los Angeles is a great place. The weather's nice, and uh, so I hear. I'm an actor, so it's good. For, it's good to be. It's good for acting. And uh, you'll see me in a movie later this year called Guitars and Guns. Uh, I play a preacher, Brother Casey. Mm-hmm. Uh, the producer is uh, Simeon White, and the director is Robin Mountjoy. It's an independent film. And I'll be working on another film called The Red Sofa Bed, which is also produced by Simeon White. And I was recently, uh, recently got a role in a short British TV drama called The Eliminator, uh, which we'll be filming in and around Birmingham. Is that what brought you to England? No, no, that was just something that happened while I was here. So what, what made you come here in the first place then? I was on vacation. I was, I was on vacation. I, it, it was my plan to, to be here in London. This, this was my plan. I went to Rome and then I was in uh, Edinburgh and then I was in Manchester and now I'm here and maybe Dublin. I want to go to Dublin. I think, I think they'd really like me in Dublin. So <laughs> I, was told, I was told they'd like me in Dublin. So I want to go there and sing. I want to do my thing in Dublin. How long are you looking to stay here in the UK? Um, until my money runs out. Until my money. It's <laughs> <laughs> as good a measure as any. <laughs> as long as I can. I'm going to hang in there as long as I can. Yeah, until I succeed. Until I succeed. That's really, that's my objective is to hit a home run, swing for the fences. And uh, 
you know that's that's my ultimate goal is to is to succeed and do you think you'll have a better chance here than in the states i think so um i did really well in new york people really like me but but people in la didn't really get my humor so much you know it's just a different culture and uh you know it is what it is um I I I, I want to li- I would actually like to live in London. I would like to move here because uh, I, I like it and I like the scene, and uh, I, I think I'd really enjoy being here permanently. So um, well, well, that's my goal. Is to is one of my goals is to move to is to move to London. So and, well, fingers crossed for you. And am I right? dot com is that the place place people can go to find out what you're up to next? They can read. They can see my. I haven't written any song parodies in a while, but they can see all my old stuff there. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll post them as a as I come up with new ideas. I'll post them. I'll, that's where I'll post them. Yeah. And are you on any social media at all? Uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, uh, on, as Tony Wise as to, Guy on Instagram as Tony Wise Guy, and under my real name, I'm on uh, Facebook as Chris Petrola. Okay. Yeah. Well, Chris slash Tony. Thank you very much for joining me these past two nights. And here's to your epic comedy adventure in London. Thank you. Being a grand success. Thank you. Do you, do you want my autograph now or you want to wait? I'll press stop on the recording first okay. and then I'll get you to sign more memorabilia. <laughs> You'll find it on eBay soon, folks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, if I ever make it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, thanks. And that was that. Thank you very much, Tony, for your time. Where do I begin? 200 song parodies. That is impressive by anyone's standards. And for anyone who doesn't know what a song parody is, hopefully his examples were clear enough to illustrate what it is that he does. But if you search for someone named Weird Al Yankovic, if that's a name you don't already recognise, I highly recommend you look it up and you'll get a better idea of what it is that Tony Wiseguy does. Basically, you take a popular song and you change the lyrics to a more comedic theme. And it's tough enough, I challenge you to try and do one, let alone 200 since 2006. Also, it's interesting that he can pinpoint where his comedy is most successful. So New York, he was great. LA, not so much. He has high hopes for London, and he thinks Dublin might be where he's needed. Also, sidebar, I do love how he pronounces Edinburgh. You've got to love the Americans. Speaking of Americans, how many American comedians have I had on this podcast now? To memory, before I spoke to Tony Wiseguy, episode 201, I had Jamel Hooper. Episode 200, I had Mary C. Parker. And all the way back in episode 87, I had Brandon Palmer. So the last episode I just did, it was with who? Jamie Jones, who came from Australia. And I've had a few Australians on the podcast. I've also had quite a few American comedians. I I never really know what to expect with who's going to be a frequent presence on the podcast. But if you had told me Australians and American comedians are going to be some of the most reoccurring guests, I, I wouldn't know what to say. I would be very surprised. I would think that's a very specific prediction to make. But lo and behold, that is where we are. And I will, of course, put a link to where you can find more from Tony Wiseguy in the notes for this episode. Thank you very much, Tony, for your time. And I look forward to seeing you at some more of our open mics. If you do make it to Dublin, do let me know how it goes. And maybe I'll feature that on a future episode as well. As for me, I am still gearing up for the two shows that I have coming up. Oh, did I not? What's that? I hear you ask. I have some shows coming up. Why, yes, I do. On Tuesday, 17th of September, I will be at Road Trip and the Workshop for the next edition of Saddest Night Out Live. There'll be music from... 
Lou and Chris Gabriel and loads of Japanese bands and that is free entry. Road Trip and the Workshop on Old Street. And then Sunday the 22nd of September I'll be playing at Paper Dress Vintage in support of its own animal's new album release, Ammonite. And that will feature music from Juliet and Nanette, loads of Japanese bands and Delilah Black, as well as, of course, its own animal. Once again, facebook.com forward slash saddest night out for more details. And Paper Just Vintage is in Hackney for anyone who isn't familiar. I have another episode to post today that was recorded last night. So on Monday, I visited Banbao Brothers Open Mic. By the way, UKOpenMic.com to check out the open mics I helped to do. I was at Banbao Brothers on Monday and I was at City of Quebec yesterday. And on both occasions, I was only hoping to make a subtle entrance, just stop by and say, hey, to saying hello. But as... As I enter, I seem to be met with everyone going, Roy, Roy, it, Roy, hey, it's Roy, which is really sweet. I'm very grateful, but it's a new experience for me. Although I can't remember if I mentioned this in yesterday's episode, but on Monday night, I was walking along Brick Lane. I was going from one place to another and thought Brick Lane would be a quieter route. And one of the performers from the open mic recognised me while I was walking down the street. I was on the phone to my parents in my headphones and they heard the whole exchange. Someone pointed and said hi. I was a bit confused, thinking they were pointing to someone behind me. And then they said, oh, you last saw me, you know, with a guitar. And it eventually clicked. Oh, yes, I saw you at a Wednesday open mic. So hello to Osho if you do listen to this at some point. I am quite enjoying this. I, I that's the sound of my ego starting to get a little bit bigger so let me try and rein that back in I'll I'll call it one there before I start really thinking I need to start practicing my royal wave as I walk down the streets of London thank you all very much for listening please do come to the shows that I am playing in September because the more of you that come the more they will think I am cool and thus worthy of putting on more shows which means the more guests from this podcast I can put on at my shows. I'm all about trying to help as many people as I can whilst helping myself in the process. So once again, facebook.com forward slash saddest night out if you want to check out more details about that. And if you just want to let me know what you think about the podcast, as I've mentioned a million times on this podcast, my dad is probably the biggest and most vocal fan. And he told me he really enjoyed the music from the recent episodes with The Word and with, I'm not going blank, you're going blank, because I'm definitely not going blank. Okay, I'm going to have to resort to the podcast or the Spotify to dial it up. How is this happening? This is very unprofessional. This never happens to me. Charlie Fletcher, there it is. I'm so sorry. My mind just completely went blank, but now my mind has returned. So, on episode 214 and episode, I believe, 213, our survey says, yes, I put some music at the end of the episode and I've had some positive feedback about that. Did you enjoy it? Do you have music you'd like me to share? Come and say hi to me. I'm Saddest Night Out on all social media and you can email me saddestnightout at gmail.com. And now that's definitely enough for me before I really venture into rambling. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you once again to Tony Wiseguy. I'll catch you all on the next episode and until then, take care.